0: 15 Minutes, Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, your stand firm, everyone, rest your
1: Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's Wednesday. It is, which seems like the perfect day to finally hit this idea of imprecatory psalms head on. What do you think? Why not, man? Smack in the middle of the week.
0: Right in the middle of the week. Let's hit it hard.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. So the main part of the imprecations are in that first prayer. In verses 1 through 10. As we've said, the Psalm's a little bit long to read the whole thing every day. So let's just read those first 10 verses again. And I'm going to read from the New International Version today. All right. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and buckler. Arise and come to my aid. Brandish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery, with the angel of the Lord pursuing them, since they hid their net for me without cause, and without cause dug a pit for me. May ruin overtake them by surprise. May the net they hid entangle them. May they fall into the pit to their ruin. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, O Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who rob them.
0: David can just see it in this first prayer after seeking the Lord to bring about this deliverance for him and judgment upon his enemies and then praising God for it. I can just see it. I'm going to praise you when it happens. I'm going to praise you when it happens. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to thank the Lord for salvation, for Mm -hmm. God being the God of salvation. It's not necessarily, God, I'm praising you because, hey, you gave it to those people who were mean to me, but but the deliverance where he's talking about Deliverance. It is a
0: deliverance.
1: Salvation. And the reality is when you're dealing with people who are being oppressive, who are being unjust, being saved from injustice means something happens to the people who are perpetrating injustice. Yeah. You can't have you can't have salvation for everyone when you're being saved from people who are doing wrong things. It's just, you yeah. know, there's two sides there. So
0: let's talk about then this word imprecation or 25 cent word. Is it calling for action? Is it calling for judgment? Is it calling for curse? Well, I mean, what's the best way to get a handle on that word? Well, imprecatory is our word. Okay. we don't
1: find that in the psalms there's no there's no place in the ancient languages and in the ancient manuscripts that say this is imprecatory that's okay. our modern word okay. and to imprecate means to curse or to call curses down upon okay and so these these psalms have been labeled this way because students of them today see in them a very intense calling of a curse. It's, it's actually, it's the very opposite of how the psalms start. Mm-hmm. The psalms start with blessed. Blessings,
0: right, yeah. Blessed
1: is the one who meditates upon the law, who walks in the law, who stays away from the counsel yeah. of the evil and the wicked. You know, that right there ought to get us started in a certain mindset hmm. if... If there's a
0: certain place for blessing, if I'm not walking in that place, what am I going to receive? Cursing. And, you know, when you set it up like that, it just hits me kind of like the end of Deuteronomy, right? When Moses sets them out and Joshua sets them out, the people on the two mountains, to understand there are blessings and there are cursings. Choose blessings. Mm -hmm. So when we get to the book of Psalms, we're starting out with blessings. Maybe there ought to be an expectation that at some point for somebody there would be cursings this is this is the way god has done songs in the past now the problem that i think
1: folks have is not that people will be cursed
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, in fact, sometimes what people try to do is, well, these imprecatory psalms are prophetic. They're not stating wishes and desires. Okay. This is what's going to happen to you. We all know that God is going to bring judgment on some. We do know that not everyone is going to be blessed because not on, not everybody takes hold of the blessings. Right. Some will be cursed because they have chosen cursing Mm -hmm. and so the problem that we have today is not so much with a statement that a curse is coming but a prayer from a human being that asks for cursing to come upon people and that's what we find in these psalms okay and there's a very legitimate reason why we push back against that can you Mm -hmm. imagine what that reason is
0: well i mean coming um i Maybe you're going here, coming from a New Covenant perspective, a Christian perspective. Of course, we're taught that we need to love our enemies. Uh, We need to pray for them. Uh, We ought to be blessing the people who would curse us or profane us. And so, uh, you know, as a Christian, I'm thinking, should I really be praying with like full weight this this. Imprecatory message in like a Psalm 35. Luke 6 and verse 27.
1: But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. Mm-hmm. And then to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. From the one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold the tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. From the one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them i mean it tells us if somebody else is cursing us we're supposed to bless them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: not curse them Mm -hmm. and now that leaves us with all right david Mm -hmm. is praying for these folks but he is not praying blessings upon these folks he is praying cursings upon this folk and why that's that's the real question why and is there a place for that in our day and age i don't i, I don't listen andrew i don't think i know all the answers to the questions on this
0: yeah yeah i really don't We're just raising some questions but there are some things to observe even in the new testament the way the apostle paul writes about things um that we find um, frankly they are imprecations yeah yeah um, absolutely I, I know uh Just off the top of my head, you've got a couple of things written down on the page here, but with uh, Galatians chapter one, that's the one I always go to where he uses this word anathema, Mm -hmm. which means cursed and destined for destruction, Galatians 1 in verse um, 7. He talks about there's not another gospel, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we've said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel than what we have preached, or excuse me, what you have received, let him be accursed. Anathema, accursed, destined for destruction. That's on an angel. Or a person trying to bring a different. So that's an
1: imprecation. 1 Timothy 4.14, Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Mm. Uh, In the ESV, that's translated in this kind of, again, prophetic sense. Well, this is what's going to happen. Right. But others translate it as they're looking at the way this comes together, and it's it's— May the Lord repay him according to his deeds. Yeah, that sounds very much like a David. Yeah, it sounds very much like an imprecation. Perhaps the one that is strongest is found in Revelation chapter 6, when we take a look at the martyrs who are underneath the altar. O Sovereign Lord, this is Revelation 6 and verse 10. O Sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell in the earth? Mm -hmm. And then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves
0: had been. I think the one in 1 Corinthians 16 is also quite strong. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 22, if anyone does not love the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. Mm. O oh, Lord, come. And when you put the cursing with the, O oh, Lord, come. Anathema Maranatha. Exactly. Anathema Maranatha, which is, I mean, that's imprecatory. Get here, Lord, and curse him.
1: <laughs> which is odd to say those two words together, yet. <laughs> Well, we didn't say that. Paul well, wrote Paul that. Paul wrote that.
0: That's right. That's the Holy Spirit there.
1: So even in the New Testament, we have these kinds of statements. So it causes us to back up. And I think the first thing we need to recognize is what we've already said in previous conversations. It's one thing to pray these things. It's another thing to try to act them out ourselves. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I always bring up is that... Sometimes I think we may ask the wrong question, mm-hmm. and especially when it comes to our feelings and our emotions and the things that we're thinking about. Uh, you know, can I get angry at God? Well, maybe maybe that's the wrong question. You know, do I have permission to be angry with God? Because the reality is, is I get angry with God. Yeah. And, and so the right question is not, can I? But what do I do when I get angry anger, with God? Yeah. What we learn from the Psalms is, I take it to God. Mm-hmm. All right, so what about these scenarios where... What's in my heart and my mind and where I am right now is I am eat up with all the injustice that has been perpetrated against me, against my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, against the people of the Lord. And it's not, can I be angry about that? Can I cry for justice? Surely, uh, the the question is, when this is where I am, what can I do with all these feelings and emotions? I tell you what I can do. I can take them to the Lord in prayer.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so so that's one of the things. What I don't do with these emotions is take my anger to the people that I want to see justice played upon. I leave that to God. That was our Monday conversation.
0: Yeah. I don't want the uh, even experiencing injustice, hardship, persecution, perhaps even persecution uh, for being a Christian to fill me with hate, to fill me with malice. We're supposed to put those things away from us. That's not part of the Christian life, and yet we're going to have reactions to being abused and persecuted, right? But I look to a passage like Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 18, if it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink, for in so doing you will uh, heap coals of fire on his head. Do not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. To me, that is the blending of my attitude and my actions, uh, the convergence of that with this imprecation. I'm supposed to do right. I'm supposed to be Christ like to this person, though they are my enemy, and recognizing the Lord is the one who's going to bring about a vengeance on mm. this. One of the things I think is really important for us to recognize, this is not
1: the most intense imprec- imprecatory psalm. No. And in fact, we're not even going to get to that one this year as we're going through the psalms. It'll probably be a couple of years yeah. uh, before we even I get to that I see one.
0: people like pulling their car over right now so they can Google, what would be the most imprecatory, imprecatory <laughs> psalm?
1: We'll, we'll have to find that one later. Yeah. Tune in. But... <laughs> I think there is something we need to recognize in the context of the psalmist's imprecation? Impre- <laughs> Imprecatory psalms. You say it with confidence. Nobody
0: uses this word anyway. <laughs>
1: And that goes back to what some consider the first imprecatory psalm, mm-hmm. which is Psalm 7. Now, again, okay. as I pointed out in earlier conversations, uh, these, these psalms didn't come labeled like this. This is modern students labeling right. them. So some don't count number seven as the first, but, but many do. do. And we find imprecatory statements in this psalm. And here's one of the really powerful things. Psalm 7 and verse 12. If... "...a man does not repent." God will wet his sword. He has bent and readied his bow. He has prepared for him his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, the wicked man conceives evil and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out, and falls into the hole that he has made. His mischief returns upon his own head, and on his own skull his violence descends. We even find some very similar language about the the net and the pit, and, and it happens. Right to the in person as they planned it. Yeah. I want us, though, to see that underlying undergirding principle, if a man does not repent. Mm. And I think we need to recognize that even when that statement is not specifically said in imprecations, I think what this one does is gives us the entrance and the doorway and the foundation for the psalmist's imprecations. yes. What we want primarily for people is to be forgiven as we yes. have been forgiven. What we want primarily is for people to come to the side of yeah. truth and justice. Love the
0: Lord Jesus, the first part of 1 Corinthians 16, 22.
1: And we, we want that. That's what we're praying for. But there is a place where folks have demonstrated they will be impenitent. And yeah. if they do not repent, mm-hmm. this is what's coming. And it's, there's a place to pray for God to be God. Yeah. That those who refuse to repent of their injustice and their evil and their sin, their immorality, there is a place to call God's judgment upon them because that is what God has promised. And there is a place for us to come in line with God's judgment to say, Lord, this is what you have promised for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even when they are people I love, mm-hmm. this is what you have promised for them. I pray that you will do what you promised. Yeah. That that may be hard. It's hard for God. God doesn't want to do those things. He does not love the death of people and the condemnation of people. He hates it so much he sent his own son to die mm-hmm. to keep that from happening. Amen. But when folks refuse to repent, there is a place
0: for that judgment. Yeah. Place for wrath. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. It's a very important psalm to read and to meditate upon, Psalm 35. Let us know what you're learning from the psalms. Send us an email text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let us pray. Our great God and Father, we trust you to be God. God, you be God. Let your word be true. Father, help us to walk in that truth and that light, to be your people, to be faithful to you. Trust you, Father, with the outcomes of all else. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutes, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.